It is with great honor and an incredible pleasure for me to announce that St. Louis will be the 28th team in Major League Soccer. Congratulations. Well done. Bonjour, lads and lasses, and welcome to the second episode of the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. Today, we'll talk about the incredible press conference that introduced St. Louis officially to Major League Soccer. Then we'll give you a St. Louis fans rooting or booing guide to MLS teams. We've got a lot to cover, so let's kick off. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the STL or Soccer Talk Lads podcast. This is episode two. Too too many, some might say. (laughs) But, you know, not us. So here we are. Uh, I am Stephen Ground. I'm here today with Justin Horniker, all the way from Kansas City. How are you doing tonight, Justin? Doing good. All the way down the Missouri River over in Kansas City. Did you get torrential storms last night, or was that just us? No, we did. Past like two days, it's been raining. That's good. I mean, not good, I guess, because it's flooding and, you know, that, all that's the good, <laughs> all the good stuff that comes along with it. But, you know, it's it's not that bad, I guess. How are you doing tonight, Ian? Ian Peters is our other co-host all the way from across the table from me. <laughs> My crops are doing well. <laughs> My livestock have drowned. Oh, oh it got sad. It got sad. sad. Eureka High School, the track flooded. Everybody had a grand old time. Go Wildcats. Yes, Ian remembered that they were called the Wildcats today and was very impressed, as are we all. Uh, we're here to talk about MLS soccer. We are the very first soccer podcast in the history of the world anywhere ever. So I didn't mean to congratulate you guys on that. It's pretty impressive that well, we're the first ones to think about this. You know, it was equally your brainchild, so I would just say all three of us deserve you know, equal credit for that i think so now we have it um so let's go ahead and talk about some soccer let's talk about that lovely clip that we started the show with which was uh the charismatic enigma known as don garver the mls commissioner uh introducing st louis as the major league soccers as lida cruson would say the major league soccers oh so bad 28th (laughs) official expansion team i can't wait for the soccer (laughs) the kicky balls you know how they play with the foots and the kicks how did you guys feel about that press conference which was really much more of an advertisement for the city of st louis and you know begging businesses to come lay down roots here than it was a promotion for the mls team that we all knew was officially coming for a while now please like us please like our sport here's our mayor 
please like our city. Oh, our mayor. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to our mayor. Mayor, we're gonna skewer Lida Cruzen on oh, this episode. Salvageable. We don't get political until Lida gets involved, and then all bets are off. Ian, what did you think of the press conference? You didn't get to watch it live, right? Because you were at work. Mm. Slave I mean, drivers. I, I mean, you know, I mean, it was I was at work too, but I work at home, so it was on in the background, you know, because mm-hmm. life's pretty good for old Stephen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it started out with Taylor Twelman, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, born in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but he claims to be St. Louis, and uh, you know, I don't buy it. I guess we'll give him a pass. He was uh, bringing me all of my wildest dreams, but dressed as my darkest nightmares. Just so so suave and so sophisticated and really just a disgusting human being overall. Um, he was he paid homage, homage, you know how people say H's and stuff. And uh, <laughs> he talked about the Blues winning and the Cardinals being Cardinals and did the proper things that you have to do to be in St. Louis, which is pay, you know, filial piety, piety to the Cardinals. And now the Blues, because the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Blues are Stanley Cup champions, for anyone that didn't hear. Uh, he had a five-and-a-half-hour delay on his fight, which I just wanted. That just sucks, you know, just in general. So, sorry for him. And his beauty sleep, and he's stuck in the airport. Well, I mean, all sleep that Taylor Twelman does is beauty sleep, really, when you think about it. So. Hot. He's he's a very very handsome man. What do you think about that hairstyle, Justin? Our it's hair, good. Hair the man's got a good good head of hair on his head. Not all that dissimilar from yours, actually. You know, the huh. kind of the the I don't know what you'd call that fluffy over style. <laughs> Probably not that. But, uh, that's what I call it. Give me a flippy over. <laughs> is that what you go to your barber and say? Is I want a flippy over. I want I want the flippy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, he went on to talk about how in 2002, when he signed to Major League Soccer, there were 10 teams, and in 2017, there were 12 markets that just submitted a bid for expansion, and we were one of them. He said, "Soccer is that the heartbeat, the fabric of this city." And he talked about how much like of the American West and meth addiction, he said that he may have not have been born in St. Louis, but he was raised here. That's, you know, that's what, that's what meth addicts say, too, I think. <laughs> so, uh, you know, because meth capital. People get that, right? People understand. People know meth. <laughs> people are experts in meth, right? Uh, maybe that's just me. He had introduced Carolyn Kendall Vets, who's the owner, the chief, the chief front person for the uh, Taylor family and owning this team. There was a loud but brief CKB chant, and then there were huge applause for Jim Cavanaugh of Worldwide Technology, who is a great person that owns a great company that has a terrible logo. Oh, it's not good. If, <laughs> if this were any other podcast, we wouldn't talk about the Worldwide Technologies logo for 15 minutes, but let's do it now, shall we? No, it's, it's very bad. Look it up. It's just... Too sharp. It's like... A lot of lines are It's like sharp. trying to do a lot of stuff, and it accomplishes none of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on that in our Ooh, bonus yeah, episodes. <laughs> Uh, what did you think about Twelman's speech, Justin? Did you did it? Did oh, I love a good Taylor Twelman speech. I felt <laughs> pride to be a St. Louisan. I think that was the goal. 
Pride, yeah, opening. pride that Don Garber would quickly extinguish. <laughs> extinguish. Uh, he awkwardly, Don Garber came to the stage. He's the MLS commissioner. He's tall, taller than Gary Bettman, although that's not saying much. And he's about as charismatic, but less of a natural, you know, bad guy. So kind of boring to listen to him <laughs> speak. Less of a natural showman than yeah. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary at least knows how to really live in the booze and the mm-hmm. hatred. Uh, there was none of that for Don today. He's a real heel. Because he wasn't putting out... That's right. Ian learning wrestling terminology as we speak. <laughs> he wasn't putting out any uh, political protests in St. Louis. So he wasn't the bad guy here. He was just bringing us soccer. Um, he talked about how it's hard to imagine that we could have a thriving professional soccer league without having the city of St. Louis being a part of it. And I just thought... So why didn't you? <laughs> my, my favorite thing ever is when someone deflects responsibility for something for which they're solely responsible. You guys I, didn't pay us enough money to get a team. Yeah, why not? I don't know. We wanted St. Louis, but we couldn't make it work. Uh, he got a round of applause at one point when he was talking about the uh, blue-collar nature of the St. Louis Blues and, or the St. Louis, <laughs> the St. Louis whatevers, the St. Louis MLSFC rhythm and blues and archers, but never the archers. More on that later. Uh, yeah, he got a round of applause for calling the city blue collar. And then he uh, said that he didn't put applause there, which was really just awkward. It was like, <laughs> did anybody else catch that? It was like, don't show us how the sausage gets made, Don. But he threw it eventually to uh, our our dear CKB, the real hero of this story, and uh, gave her a scarf. And he got to say, it is with great honor and it is an incredible pleasure for me to announce that St. Louis will be the 28th team in Major League Soccer. Congratulations. And that was the clip you heard at the start of this here podcast. How did you feel in that moment, Justin, as someone who's been waiting for this for a long time? I felt in awe of the presence of one Don Garber. No, uh, okay. It's like it finally felt real. Um, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's been unofficially official. I don't know. Like I, I really felt at the start of the whole uh, Taylor experiment, the Taylor Enterprise, if you will. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose, honest to God. Uh, but when they started this whole process, I kind of felt like, oh, this could actually happen because they're like funding their own stadium and, you know, proposing this thing. So basically, they're not relying on the city in the any way, which is how you get stuff done in St. Louis. And so I was excited that like it finally came to fruition officially. Like they can't take it away from us. I mean, they can, but I hope they don't. And, uh, it was nice to have him spend time, you know, slobbing the knobs of all the St. Louis businessmen and attendants and all the people and mm. involved in the process. There were there were some moments in this that were very queer, kind of like F you middle fingers to Stan Kroenke. I mean, there were a couple of times where Garber or somebody else was like very queerly was like, this is a city that can support three <laughs> sports. And it's like, yeah, we get it. Also, Stan Kroenke, who is an owner in your league, by the yeah, way. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, screw you, Stan, but also the Rapids suck. They do suck, right? Isn't that yeah, the story? Yeah, they're, they're pretty hapless. Okay, yeah. so, you know, typical Stan Kroenke behavior then, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, Carolyn uh, took it over, and she didn't honestly say a lot. 
she threw to the video package where, you know, people played mini net under the arch and talked about downtown West, which is not a place that exists in this city. It is. If you go on Google it's, Earth, it's there. <laughs> is it you really? Know, the neighborhood downtown West that everyone grew up in. Was it a thing before this stadium? Was I there? saw it before. When? <laughs> on Google Earth, like weeks ago. Weeks, <laughs> but no, but like during, before this whole process. No, yeah, yeah, it was there. I don't believe you. But it's because it's, it's, com- because it's entirely it's between, fictitious. It's because well, it's it's between West End, and then what's after yeah. even more west of that <laughs> is downtown west, obviously. Yeah. Everyone knows. Don't, it's between SLU and Union Station, and the reason no one knows about it is because nothing is there. Don't make me interrupt this podcast to play the Beyond Belief clip for you. It is <laughs> false. It's a fiction. It doesn't exist. <laughs> this place is not real. There's a cyborg there. You can't. You can't talk about downtown West like it's the Central West End or the Del Mar Loop or even like South County. It's not a place. Nobody talks about it. Nobody's ever in the history of the world been like, I'm going to downtown West. At least not in this town. Ian is nodding at me impatiently, forgetting that this is an audio medium. Urban Chestnut is probably <laughs> yeah, in downtown Yeah, are they West. like, we're in downtown West? No, they're like, we're or, near SLU. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what the shit is downtown West? It's going to be a thing. They're going to make it happen. Oh, my God. Could we get a better I'm name for on it? If the, can we call it, like, Soccer City or something? Steven Paul is in motion. Has all the stadiums. It's west of the river. Yeah. Downtown West. Maybe we can call it the penalty box. <laughs> I think so, right? Yeah. I'm making downtown West happen. Uh, I will fight against it until the day I die. She said, our goal is to bring people and institutions together from Gateway Arch to Forest Park, which does not rhyme, but she would very much like you to believe that it did. <laughs> Uh, and she said, we did not want to take away resources from this city, which is really convenient because they did not want to give them to you. Uh, and finally she concluded by saying, this stadium puts St. Louis on the international map. Ian, your thoughts. Um, I, we need to keep the city hidden from the rest of the world. Uh, on the international stage is not where we need to be. Like, wait, let's... It's a renaissance. They use renaissance a lot. I think it needs to be a slow build for this city. Mm, yeah. Soccer, a major cornerstone, a stepping stone, if you will, to uh, I don't know what comes after soccer. I mean, soccer. to downtown West to existing. Down, of course, but of course, building up the infrastructure of downtown West. North City, West City, you know how people have always, always said those in the same breath. Dragon Ball Z they have. Moving on. Dragon Ball Z scenes set in St. Louis, Missouri. Their cities are very are just named like West City, East City, yeah, and they've North got City. domes and all that. Yeah, but okay. then they're only there to get blown up by stuff. So, you know. What are you trying to say about downtown? <laughs> <West>? <laughs> See, this is not a good look on you for downtown. You're, you're right. I'm sorry. I've, I've dug my heels in too far. I just. <laughs> I'll just remove myself from the podcast and Ian can take over. But first, let's skewer Lida Krusen. <laughs> Lida Krusen, our dear mayor, who seems like a sweet, sweet woman, should never be handed a microphone again. In her life, she has the <laughs> charisma of a cold shower. 
She's like a cold shower came to life and put on a starched white shirt and smoked a tobacco-less pipe and read boring stories. It was bad. Um, She talked about the Major League Soccer. She talked about how she hoped everyone got in the door, but very awkwardly. And she, like, made hand gestures that were, like, <laughs> like she was handing things on a platter, but, like, not at the same time. It didn't make sense. And then um, she talked about, we cannot wait to lay our eyes on the new stadium, fill the seats, and support our newest team. So is this the best sports year ever for St. Louis? I think it is. And then she talked about the Blues uh, victory anthem. And I think I think we actually need to pause for just one second and, and throw it to her because you have to hear how awkward this was for yourself. So is this turning into the best sports year ever for St. Louis? I think it is. I am so honored to stand here to help unveil St. Louis's newest professional sports team with hundreds of thousands of fans showing up for a Blues Victory Parade singing Glory, Gloria! Gloria! So that was Lida potentially forgetting the name of the Blues anthem. Or hoping that the crowd would sing along at an at an unrelated event with very little prompting. It was something. It was very awkward. Lida's whole speech was awkward. Justin, give us your breakdown. <laughs> uh, you know, if we're to rate last week we rated we rated, you know, on the scale of Gary Batman to Scott Silver. Um, if you were to put Lida Cruson on that scale, where would you put her? Oh my god, from the Gary Bettman to Scott Silver. What who's the most hapless? She is Paul Tagliabue. <laughs> she is just just insignificant in every way. I mean, I don't know NFL history enough, but Paul Tagliabue strikes me as very insignificant. Ever since the Blues Victory Parade, I cannot forgive her. She has passed me by. <laughs> oh god. At least you weren't there under the arch grounds, Justin. Two first. It was the oh, I wish you would have said that again. Mm. This is going from last to first in every category. <laughs> <laughs> she did. didn't want to get a team. We we're the last place yeah. I wanted to put a team, and now we're the first place. Last. <laughs> <laughs> she did say St. Louis is a city on the rise, and she said people could start up, stand out, and stay, which I'm sure is a slogan that they worked very hard well, on. As you do, you stand out in a uh group and then you just stay there for the rest of your life yeah you start up a company you stand out because of the incredibly high crime rates around your company and then you stay inside your building because of the incredibly high crime rates around your company that's the st louis way you build up your gate you got a little little, uh security stop out front yeah your campus is safe. Or, or you can... That's how we do it in downtown West. Or you can go, <laughs> or you can go the Lymph family way, where you start up, and then you stand out because you're next to the much bigger competition, and then you stay because you're ghosts forever <laughs> after you all kill yourself in your own home. You know, it's lots of options. All that. I was hoping going with that, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> Halloween is coming up. Yeah, you know, let's all go tour the Lymph family mansion together. I would die, but I kind of want to, but I would die. Do you think when they died, 
Their, their bodies were shown at cutest funeral homes. <laughs> Take a pause in the podcast. You're <laughs> That's going to be our weekly reference to cutest funeral home, brought to you by the <laughs> Soccer Talk Lads podcast. I love how we sponsor them <laughs> on our show. <laughs> Uh, you ain't talking about that, Stephen. I don't think you understand on sponsorship. <laughs> really? You don't just say the name of a company and they give you money? Is that not how that works? Is that no? Okay. Well, I'll talk to my lawyers about it. Um, but in the meantime, Cutis puts the cute in funeral. <laughs> so, oh boy! Uh, oh, the minefield. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're all about here. Uh, (laughs) After Lida, Lewis Reed took the stage. Uh, He was honestly, just after the the incredible showman that is Lida (laughs) Cruson, there was nothing left to be said. He talked about Carolyn being a rock star. He talked some more about his excitement. He talked about being the president of the board of aldermen. He didn't say that. Other people said that for him. And then he threw to another video that featured some of the great names in St. Louis sports, including Taylor Twelman, which I thought it was kind of weird that he was in the video since he was on the stage, but maybe they didn't know that when they cut the video. Uh, Josh Josh Sargent of Werder Bremen. I took, you know, six years of German classes just to pronounce that correctly for you. Chris Klein of the Los Angeles Galaxy, Ian's adopted team. Mm. You like the space people? Did you guys hear that the first crime may have been committed in space this week? The, I did a little bit. Yeah, this woman maybe hanked, hacked her ex-wife's bank account while aboard the International Space Station. Oh. So Who she is the f- crime, what? What do you say? Space crime. What's the what's the protocol? I don't. Well, that's. I think Han Solo has to be involved somehow. I yes. think she's the biggest international fugitive since Greedo, quite frankly, and. I think there's some sort of protocol between the five countries that own... One of those countries is Europe, by the way, so I don't know how that works, but they are referred to as the five countries that own the International Space Station. Canada, Russia, Japan, the United States, and Europe. You know? Team Europe, yeah. uh, (laughs) They do have protocols, but spokespeople said she was the first one that might have to be brought under them, so... You know, she was going to be the first woman to walk on the moon. She was on the short list, and now instead, she's the first galactic criminal. But I guess, you know, be the first at something. Anyway, LA Galaxy, that that's where Chris Klein is. Dan McLaughlin came on from Skeletor's home planet. He's got a very skinny face now, and it's a little strange For to look now. at. Yeah, it'll, it'll go back, but uh, Brian McBride was there, Will Bruin of the Seattle Sounders and formerly of Desmet, you know, Desmet, the school. Mm-hmm. My, I had a, you know, my college roommate went there the same time as Will Bruin, so that's how I know that. Yeah. And then they had Ricky Horton and Mike Schultz, because if there aren't Cardinals people involved, it's not <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> I like how they had three Cardinals people and no Blues people. Yeah, what the fuck? You couldn't, there are like a lot of Europeans on the Blues team. You couldn't have one of them say, hey, soccer, cool. Yeah, you you know? know, Carl Gunnarsson say something in Sweden. Carl yeah. Gunnarsson, Alexander Steen, up on stage, talking about how they're from Sweden. 
Carl Gunnarsson wears blue Cardinals hats constantly, but he will have no part of STL FC. Which, by the way, why are they FCs when we call the sport soccer? I've wondered that. More on that later, perhaps. <laughs> and finally, Tim Ream of Fulham FC, which is the, the biggest, like... Rise and then immediate fall. It's like Tim Reams from St. Louis. Okay. He plays in England. Oh, for Fulham FC. And then it's just all the way down to the ground. <laughs> Ian, you don't know this yet, but you'll understand one day. Hey, they used to be a Premier League team. That's yeah. right. They were for a while. Now they're not anymore. And Tim wasn't good enough to go anywhere. <laughs> uh, that's how you know it's really suffering, is if you were a Premier League team, you got relegated. And, and then you don't of- sell your players off. That's afterwards. right. <laughs> You're one of the poor schmucks that had to stay. Uh, So that was pretty much the end of the conference. Taylor took a weird, awkward group selfie with all the people in attendance, as you do at events now, because America is awful. (laughs) Really, the world. That's not America. We don't own that one. And uh, And then it was over. That was it. We didn't get a team name. We didn't get a team color. We didn't get a team crest. We didn't get really anything about the team. We got a lot about St. Louis and how you can, you know, stand out, snort up, and stay or whatever the hell, but we didn't get a whole lot about the future of St. Louis soccer franchise. So, how did you feel about that, Ian? Were you excited with all the news you got? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was exciting, but yeah, it was your standard spiel of, like, we're just so happy that we've got a team now. I could have guessed everyone was going to be happy. Um, I do want some sort of concrete news, but I don't really know when to expect that. Like, yeah. they've shown... Have they not shown what, like, a stadium would look yeah, like? Yeah, we've got stadium mocks up, mock-ups. Yeah. Oh, there's um, renderings. There's renderings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Roll out the renderings, Lida. Lida! Put together your Lincoln Logs and show us a rendering. I'd love to figure out when it was that, like, Minnesota and Atlanta got, like, their names and colors and logos and such, because I'm guessing maybe it follows along the same timeline for us. I don't know if that's, like, a year out from when this was supposed to like, be. It depends on the team. Um, I would say probably after the season we'll see something, whether it's the name or the color and the logo or what. But, um, and then, yeah, probably a year out we'll get everything more set in stone. But Nashville's already, like, announcing players they have signed, um, and they don't start until March. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so, was, I mean, the team's set to start in 2022, March of 2022, which I guess makes sense because, you know, there's not, like, a stadium yet. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's really not that far away. It, it feels no. far, but it's not. I mm-hmm. mean, that's only, like, two Blues head coaches from now, so that shouldn't be that hard <laughs> to survive. But, How dare um, you? <laughs> We've changed. We're different now. Uh, is that not how people measure time normally? <laughs> um, but, I think Mike Joe ten years is that. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think we're, well, we're Davis away from... Are we talking Mike Joe Minnesota tenders, ten years or Mike Joe Blues ten years? Because those are very different ten years. The difference between Mike Joe Minnesota ten years and Blues ten years is like the difference between dog years and people years. Um... But yeah, 2022, are you guys excited? Are, is anyone else terrified about what we're going to do for two years? We'll figure it out. It's a podcast. Oh, we'll figure it out. We'll watch some soccer. We'll it, get it. It's entertaining. We're crazy. We're, we're, we're wacky, so we'll make it work. I got to learn. It's going to take two years. <laughs> That's right. Justin, what were your thoughts on the uh, press conference as a whole and the relative lack of information we got? 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of stupidly built myself up that they're going to announce like at least a crest or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe the name. Um, I think it was stupid of me to think that, but uh, a lack of that, I was kind of disappointed. But it was it was exciting, and we definitely have a team now, so look forward to that. I yeah, I mean that's really the ultimate news here. And, you know, now we can sort of space out the excitement over time and get ramped up and then just be brought down to earth when we hear that they're the St. Louis Archers. I Let's just start it now. Let's start the hashtag never archers campaign. Hashtag not my archers. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever heard because it's like you think about it and you're like, cool and then you're like oh no like the first two times you said it to me Ian I was like that doesn't really make any sense but I guess Archer's a new team name concept and then I realized that it was like the gateway Archer's and it was just terrible the guy shooting a bow and arrow except the bow and arrow is going to be in the shape of an arch and then the the arrow is going to be in the shape of a floor to leap and my brain is going to be in the shape of three (laughs) pieces because i will have blown it out of my head (laughs) yeah what are your thoughts on archers are you a big fan i'd rather they call us just the arches which is stupid too but like why is that the arch (laughs) whatever there are like even if you have to do the arch there are like 10 better ways to do it you know, gateways, yeah. explorers, catenary curves, you're, you name it. It's if, if you're going to do something that has to do with the history <laughs> of your city, like make it something really interesting that's like very, I don't know, either out of left field but makes sense after you've heard it, or uh-huh. it's just supernatural. Like, not like a ghost, but, you know, very natural. I feel like... <laughs> but like <laughs> we've got plenty of those. Though, but I too. just mean, like, because I get so sick of where you can't just be like, there's no bears in Chicago, but they're the Chicago Bears. It doesn't make any... You know, like, yeah. people, t- in today's day and age, it hasn't But there made. are fires in Chicago that almost <laughs> knocked out the whole city. <laughs> See, and that one straddles the weird line of like, oh, that makes sense, but also why? Why? <laughs> also, many, many people die. Yeah. So I guess, like, I'm would like us to go back to, like, olden days where it's, like, just name us, like, the wolves or something. I don't care. You know, just, uh-huh. you know, I'm just rattling off the top of my head, I don't know, like, a bird. But, like, a bird that's ready to fight, you know? Like, <laughs> tell me more, you know? tell me more. It's ready to just, So, like, like, it's prepared for battle. Oh, yeah, okay. 100%. Okay, so what would you call such a bird? Well, such a battling bird. Yeah, the battle birds is stupid. Right. I mean, it's great, but it's, but it's stupid. Not, it's just not quite there. You mean a kind of bird. Yeah, right. So are you thinking, like, eagle? Now that's no, too many that's, syllables. Yeah. Blue jay? No. Not fierce enough. No. What do you think? I need something generic. <laughs> like a chickadee or... <laughs> Brown bird. Brown bird. Pigeon. Mm. <laughs> Bitch pigeon. <laughs> pigeon and duck. Swans. No, I'm thinking a hawk. I'm thinking a battle hawk. Oh, I'm so sold. We need to get the rights reserved for the St. Louis battle hawks. And I think best part of it is no hawks in the imagery anywhere at all. I'm thinking a sword with wings. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And you can quote me on You know that. what? I'd re- I jokes aside, I would take St. Louis Battle Hawks <laughs> as a soccer name. No, you don't oh, understand. When you turn that logo upside down, it's gonna say STL on it. What? Oh no. Is that real? Is that, that a- is real? <laughs> That's oh my god. Oh my god. 
I was jokingly sold, and I'm really sold. I'm yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, um, battle hawks. Battle hawks. Battle hawks. Uh, how about the St. Louis Steamers? That's another one I don't like. Uh, anyone have other opinions on that? No, I mean I I would get it. I could get behind it. It's not terrible. I don't want them to go that way, but it, it would be a name I could get behind. I cannot get behind Archers. I think Rhythm is still the best out of all the names that we've come up with. Hmm. Maybe a little St. Louis SC, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll take a, the generic, honestly, over Archers. And I don't like the generic. I'd rather we go for something that's not FC or United. But if it's going to be, it's the Archers, I'm like, oh, for the life of God, please give me St. Louis United. I don't care. Yeah, I think I can get behind St. Louis United, relatively speaking. It freaking does say STL. Anyway, um, I mean, I believed you, but I just had to behold it. It's mind-blowing. It's like, I love stupid hidden imagery like that, so it is now 73 times better in my mind. Uh, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of the steamers because of the, you know, inevitable steamer jokes that are going to follow suit. And also, I don't think of steamships being like the big Mississippi thing. I think of riverboats, but that could just be historically wrong. I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of steamships. How about the, uh, how about raftsmen? <laughs> St. Louis rafters. <laughs> how do you like that? The St. Louis Canoe Battalion. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. <laughs> just throw more words in there. Can't think of a damn thing. <laughs> Catfish. St. <gasps> <Saint> Louis Noodlers. <laughs> <laughs> you can stick your arm in the hole and catch a catfish the way that our goalie oh, can catch a soccer ball. That'd be hey. awesome. They could sell like like stuffed animal catfish Cat- that you put on your arm <laughs> and you just roll you just wave around in the air. Alright, I'm sold. If we could not- be the Nashville of MLS, <laughs> even though there's a Nashville in MLS. <laughs> If it's not the rhythm, I want the Noodlers' final answer. Uh, so there are other teams in the major in the major league soccer. <laughs> Damn it, light is infected. <laughs> I'm one of the I'm one of the touched. Now <laughs> there are other teams in major league soccer. Twenty. Uh, well, how many of them exist right now? Twenty five, Justin. Twenty four. Twenty four. Twenty four. We will be the twenty six next year. Twenty seven the year after. Then twenty eight when we come. You back. always gotta love those weird one year off situations when Nashville's in the Western Conference because yes, <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, Justin, you wrote up these lovely notes about. Um, MLS expansion as I bang around on the microphone here. <laughs> Would you like to lead us through these notes and tell us about so, all of it? Just to kind of give you some some forewarning. So I put everything we're going to go through as teams come into the league, and then we're, I'm going to give you the reason why you should despise this team or why you should like this team in the two years of MLS watching that you'll have until SGLFC come into the league. I love it. I move to be able to pick a new team if something strikes my fancy. Okay. Ian, your team is up in the air. Steven, how do you feel about your MLS pick? Uh, my MLS pick is the Orlando uh, FC only because uh, they're purple. And yeah, they have a pretty <laughs> badass color. Alex like Morgan was there for a while, you know, so <laughs> I'm willing. I'm, I'm open to negotiation. I'm open to okay. convincing. Let's dive in. We'll make our decision at the end, and we'll let everybody know how we're doing. Um, okay, so just to give a little background on MLS in general. Um, it was 
the U.S. was granted Division One soccer after the 1994 World Cup. You know, the Alexi Lawless, the Denim Star jersey, 1994 World Cup. Um, MLS was then formed as a single entity, which makes it a little bit different than any other, more similar to a U.S. league, U.S., you know, think of the NBA and such, um, than other football in the world. Um, and was established in 1996. What does single entity mean, you might ask? And why will it mean there will never be pro, pro promotion and relegation in U.S. soccer? It, is it to differentiate it from the Limp Mansion where there are multiple entities and all of them want to kill you? <laughs> all of them or used to be alive and are no longer alive. <laughs> That's what uh, I'd like to believe. Basically, uh, MLS owns all of its teams with the owners being investor operators instead of owners outright. It was to kind of protect the league from folding. And at one point, like Lamar Hunt owned five teams because everyone wanted out and people weren't making money. Um, it doesn't look as good now, but it was necessary from like 96 to 2004. Um, this is why Austin FC will start up in 2021 um, because Anthony Precourt wanted to sell out of Columbus or wanted to move the team from Columbus. And then Columbus was able to keep their team. And then they gave, they said, here, Anthony, you can have a team in Austin, I guess. Because, you know, hey, dude, Austin loves its soccer, apparently. Yeah, you know how Austin does stuff and exists. I'm told it's a bustling metropolis. <laughs> I am not convinced. I haven't seen it. I don't believe it. Um, but it makes it easier to find new owners, operators as well, make decisions that can impact a club's financials. Again, necessary in the early days, not as necessarily now. Also, why pro rel never happened because teams are investing $150 million to enter a league. And then if one year they're just like, you know what, you know, what? you paid us all this money. Well, there's also a chance that we can move you down to a league where you won't make any money anymore. Not likely to happen after that. Yeah. They'd probably not like that so much. <laughs> uh, okay. So it starts out season one, 1996, born with 10 teams. Uh, the first team being the San Jose clash. How do you guys feel about San Jose clash off the bat? Uh, what does it have to do mm -hmm. with San Jose at all? Yeah. Well, you might ask. Uh, their original name was the Earthquake, basing back to the NASL in their founding in 1974. Nike, who was invested at the time, said, maybe we don't name the team after a geological event that could kill people and destroy the city. That I mean, I see that logic. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, they said it was bad optics for some reason. Yeah, I guess. So after the first year, they changed their name to the Earthquakes. Didn't last long. Um, so they failed to make the playoffs after their initial season as the Clash. So maybe the name wasn't a good idea, the name change. Um, and then it was during that period after 2001 that they won two MLS Cups. So they won some Cups. And overall, that group of players would win four Cups, not all of them in San Jose. As in 2006, the current San Jose owner would move that team to Houston after failing to secure funding for a soccer-specific stadium. You know how it works when teams uh, don't secure funding for a team and then they just move it somewhere else? You guys. I have that. no experience with that whatsoever. <laughs> are they back in San Jose? They are back in San Jose. Um, but we will continue that story later down the line. So as of 06, there is no team in San Jose. There's a team in Houston, but they would get their team back. And I will continue that later when San Jose gets their team back. Okay, moving on to DC United. What makes DC so united? <laughs> <laughs> Um, MLS's original dynasty, you could say. They aren't afraid to tell you about it because um, they don't have anything else going for them besides for Wayne Rooney. Uh, they had Kobe Jones back in the day. Do you guys remember Kobe Jones at all? He's my favorite player growing oh, up. Oh, I adore Col Kobe Jones because he was awesome in 
Backyard Soccer. Yes. Yo, that's how I know that name. <laughs> that's exactly the only reason I know who Kobe Jones is. <laughs> um, DC would win three of the first four MLS seasons, and they'd go on and win CONCACAF Champions League in 1998, which puts you know all the North American teams against each other in different leagues. Uh, this is why the Bruce Arena era, this is why Bruce Arena is such a giant in U.S. soccer, because he coached LA Galaxy to these wins, and then went on to coach the national team. Um, you know, Kobe Jones led Galaxy national team. DC's journey is pretty straightforward. Win a bunch early, compete in international tournaments as the first U.S. team to do so, um, but are known as some of the worst MLS teams in the mid-2000s before the, actually, no, yeah, some of the worst teams in the early 2000s and then kind of haven't been good since then. Uh, do you guys remember who Freddie Adu is? Oh, yes, I do. It's you. That's who you are. <laughs> because that's who one of my friends wildly speculated our new co-host was. So it's you. That's, that's who Freddie Adu is. I wish. I, I wish not. that I was a 14-year-old soccer superstar who starred in ACR Mistad alongside of and was like. And was on the cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Ah, that's right. Maybe that's the right. real kind and not just the for, kid, for kids kind, but it's hard to know for sure. But anyway, Freddie Adu was a DC United player when he first signed, and then, yeah, didn't do much after that. Okay, so why should us, as St. Louis natives, like DC United? Well, it's a team steeped in tradition that is down on its luck. You can root for them without feeling like a plastic fan because you weren't around for the glory days. You can also rock a DC Wayne Rooney jersey or a Freddie Adu jersey and be appreciated by everyone for it. I mean, not a Wayne Rooney jersey, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. I'll talk to you in a day. Um, and DC's roots, at least for me, are kind of my sweet spot. I always feel like they've been in the same spot as St. Louis has and in their inability to win things until recently. Uh, they've been through a lot. Have I sold you guys? Have I sold you guys on DC United yet? You know what? I like DC yeah, United. Yeah, I like that. I'm done. Okay, so here's why you shouldn't. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> enough about being good 12 years ago, it's kind of all they talk about is how they were good back in the day. Um, think of the Maple Leafs of the MLS and that they talk about oh, their years ago. No. <laughs> and 12 years is kind of the same percentage of MLS time as <laughs> the Maple Leafs have been since they that were good. The so. forward pass was allowed. Yeah. <laughs> did, they not, did they not allow forward passes in the MLS in 2004? <laughs> I can only speculate. Okay, moving on to the second team. Colorado Rapids, uh, MLS original, but not always owned by Stan, by Stan Kroenke, so they used to be good back in the day. Um, there's history, a little changes. bit of good, sandwiched between not a lot of good. Um, they won the MLS Cup in 2010 and were runners-up in 97, having the second-best record in, 20 sec- in 2016. So those are the accolades. You have a lot of bad, and then sprinkled in a little bit of good teams in there. Um, okay, you might ask, why should St. Louisans like the Colorado Rapids? Well, it depends. Do you have family living in, De- in Denver? Do you like cheering for the underdog? Um, but like underdog in a, you know, there's never ever a chance that they might overcome that. Um, they are a new coach this week, so maybe we'll turn around. But Stan Kroenke team that I don't think he knows he owns the Colorado Rapids. Uh, they asked Not him, hey, Stan, do you ever want to put some investment in the Rapids? And then he said, I thought they were called Arsenal. And then we go from there. And then they said, hey, man, do you want to put any investment in Arsenal? And yeah. he said no. He <laughs> says no every time. <laughs> he also said no. <laughs> um, why St. Louis and should not like Colorado? It's a Stan Kroenke um, team. Do I need to say more? Everybody. No. I've been sold on my hatred. So, so far, I hate 
DC United because they're <laughs> arrogant, and I hate Colorado because they're Stan Kroenke's. Team. Steven hatred to her. Good, good. I'm glad I could tell you guys. Um, okay, I hate the San Jose Quash because they don't exist no more. <laughs> and their name didn't kill anybody, so that they have that going. That's for. right. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, on to the Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew are another storied franchise, and one of my favorite color schemes, jersey combo in the oh, league. I, I, I do see love it. that. Yep. Little black and yellow with the little checkerboard down the side. It's pretty good. Um, they boast the first ever soccer specific stadium in the MLS, being built in 1999. Always recognized by MLS for their fam culture, but on the field have won one MLS title, three OS Open Cups, and one Supporter Shield. Ian, the Supporter Shield, what is it? What do you think that means? That's the best fans in soccer. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, Supporter Shield is what they give out to whoever has the best record in MLS. And kind of like the president's trophy. Found um, the best record. And is there roughly an equal correlation between winning the supporter shield and winning the MLS Cup? There, there happens to not be, actually. Oh. Uh, surprising as that might be. So <laughs> that's usually a better sign for your cup championship? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, they've only missed playoffs twice in the past 10 years. So they're usually pretty good. Um, they're the only MLS team to actively be saved by their supporters. When Anthony Precourt tried to move them to Austin... Supporters said no. Um, you might remember the hashtag Save the Crew movement. They had a uh, protest in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool. Who hasn't protested in a parking <laughs> lot from time to time? So <laughs> what you're telling me is that the Columbus crew have been okay for a long time. They have one regular season championship and now one championship championship. So they are the St. Louis Blues? <laughs> <laughs> you could say. You could say. Um, I'd say there's maybe a little more winning. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I think that's what it might be. <laughs> you know, the Blues tried to move to Saskatoon. The crew tried to move to Austin. Those are similar cities. And uh, it makes a lot of sense. I like it. I like it. So why should we like them? Um, Columbus, they effectively received the SGL Rams treatment. Uh, Pre-court announcing he had all the intentions to stay and build a new stadium while aggressively exploring options elsewhere. Crew fans protested by not filling the stadium, but instead filling the parking lot. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I like the crew fans a lot. They have a really cool fan culture. Um, They aren't too snobbish about that. Um, The reason why you might not like it is because aside from the whole MLS original moniker, there will be a time where the crew saying that they saved their team might get old. So just keep that in mind before we put all of our eggs in that basket. Like how I have to hear about the friggin' Packers owning their own team every single time. Yeah, it might get to that point okay. eventually. Okay. Ian, how do you feel about the Columbus Crew? Give me your thoughts. Um, you know, I like that jersey. Um, I'm just, I'm not sold on anything in Ohio. It's just a giant suburb to me. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, though. I'm strongly attracted to the Columbus Crew. The, the jersey, the... The fan, you know, the rowdy fan involvement, I like it all. I it's like it all. And it might be, they might turn me. It's a good choice. But I, I have nothing too bad to say about it. They okay. are in Columbus. So they are in Columbus. Said, that is a town. So make that for what you will. Move it on to the Dallas Burn. And the That's Dallas not Burn. their name. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore, Ian. Not anymore. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Early MLS names, get it? Like how oil burns in the Dallas fields or like how the sun burns your skin and gives you cancer. Kind of like that. (laughs) I can't believe. I refuse to believe that these are the reasons with which they 
chose to name this team. <laughs> when they had those big, shiny, baggy jerseys. Yeah, yeah you know what they did? Great. They made those jerseys and they said, fuck it, we're just going to give them any old name. <laughs> um, the Baron era of Dallas MLS is pretty rough outside of U.S. Open Cup win in 1997, but after a rebrand FC Dallas in 2005 Ooh. and a move to a soccer-specific stadium, Things got a little bit better. They won the Supporters Shield and the U.S. Cup in 2016, as well as making the ML or the yeah the MLS Cup final 2010. FC Dallas currently experiencing a youth movement and will probably be a respectable team for years to come. I don't like uh, that shit. <laughs> I don't like this future rival. Do they ever so go? Why, do they see, ever? Let me, scream? let me tell you why that you should maybe like FC Dallas. Do so, they ever scream their own name after scoring a goal? Because if they do that, then I'm right out. <laughs> well, you can get it on the ground floor. It's going to be a good team moving forward. They have a lot of young stars. Unfortunately, those young stars will probably be hitting their stride around the time that STL whatever is coming to the league. Um, I'm sure I don't have to tell you guys on why you don't like Dallas. It's Dallas. There's history there between the World Series of the Rangers and, uh, you know, last year's playoff series where Ben Bishop stood on his head. It's proven that St. Louis and Dallas are ready to yell at each other over sports at a moment's notice. Will yeah. anyone on your hatred of your Dallas? Yeah, will anyone on the Dallas FC team dive as bad as Essa Lindell dived last year? Probably. Playoffs? I think the chances are pretty high. In fact, that may have been where you learned it from. I don't have sources on that. But. Well, then I'm right out. <laughs> I am out. Okay. So now that we're all out on FC Dallas, let's move on to the Kansas City Wiz. I'm just not sold on any of these FC. FC, SC, United teams. Or you, yeah, I think, when, well, they realized that, like, the MLS early, like, 1.0 name sounded, like, too, I don't know, uh, American. Cheesy and awful. Opposite way and decided we're just going to adopt European names instead. Yeah. <laughs> there should be a happy middle ground yep. there. And the St. Louis <laughs> Rhythm, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. St. Louis Rhythm, uh, St. Louis Rhythm and Archers, I don't know. Oh, we'll see. Oh, <laughs> Rhythm. <laughs> This league is overcorrected. Go on. Let's tell us about these wizards of Kansas City. Originally, the Kansas City Wiz. Oh, God. No, that wasn't just a. No. Justin. 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 It's kind of endearing looking back on it. No, it's not. No part of that is endearing. These are the Red Jerseys. Oh, Justin, this is this is deeply upsetting to me. Uh, they changed the name to the Wizards in 97. So yeah, because like... God <laughs> smote them. Um, they're a storied MLS franchise that has had its ups and downs. There's four U.S. Open Cups, the 2000 domestic double being a U.S. Open Cup win and MLS win same year. Uh, 2014 U.S. Open Cup win. They had Preki on their team for a little while. There's the 2005-2007 era where they almost moved to Rochester because Lamar Hunt was trying to sell the team. Um, it was not in a great spot. They're playing in Arrowhead. They moved out to the middle of nowhere, Kansas City, Kansas, and now play in a soccer-specific park called Children's Mercy. Um, in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, so, real it's sucky. Kind of rough. Um, oh, it's a great stadium, but yeah, there's just not... They call it like there's like a shopping area around it, but um, the legends, but there's not much else out there. Um, has a cool atmosphere, but at times it can feel like, like, so we went to the Thursday night game last week against Minnesota mm-hmm. and like sporting's kind of a boring team right now. Cause they don't really have a striker. 
and they play a really defensive brand of soccer. That's uh, the Minnesota. person that scores the goals, Ian. I figured that was one that hit people in the face. <laughs> they strike the ball you into may, the goal. <laughs> you may confuse him with a beater from Quidditch, and I will have to remind you that Quidditch is not a real sport. <laughs> well, maybe to you. <laughs> Uh, Minnesota is a very similar team. They play like like basically the same. So they also have beaters. <laughs> so it was really boring for like 70 minutes. You're sitting there and nothing's happening. And like you look around and it's like basically all the white soccer moms from uh, Leewood, Kansas are out in the stadium that night. So sometimes it gives you that atmosphere. Sometimes it's really fun. Um, so let's move right along into why St. Louisans should like Sporting Kansas City. As an OG Sporting KC fan from the early days, I can try to sell you a little bit. You mean um, an OG Kansas City Wiz fan? <laughs> OC Wiz fan. Um, yeah, well, aside from the name change, uh, they're a relatively successful team, four hours away from St. Louis, so you can drive to a game. Uh, you can have that familiar Missourian atmosphere. Um, there's no risk of hooliganism. Not in Missouri. You can't sell me on that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> used to go to Kansas. Uh, Johnny Russell is a winger for Sporting KC. He's probably the most underrated player in MLS. He's my favorite player to watch. He's like extremely fast. He can dribble through the entire defense and then uh, put the ball wide constantly. But how's um, his hairline? <laughs> <laughs> and they're coming, might end up making the playoffs with the way that they're finishing. He avoided, Do you want me to tell you on why you might not like He Casey? avoided the question. Go on. What's your question? Sorry. How was Johnny Russell's hairline, though? It's okay. It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> the best head of hair. On there you go. At least you're honest. You know. It's not bad. It's not bad, though. So um, he's a Scot- Scott. He's a Scotsman, and he dresses very oh. strangely. I don't oh. understand the Scottish fashion. So. I'm down with Scotsman. <laughs> um, reason why St. Louisans might not like KC, it's a bit of a natural rivalry. Maybe one that hasn't been spoke too much outside of the World Series before we were born. Um, but the regional rivalry is there. It would be strange for me because I'm sure there's like a pretty good amount of STL fans who will end up who used to be Wiz fans um, as much as they might not like to admit it. <laughs> I am never calling them anything other than the Wiz when the rivalry starts, just for the record. And uh, I didn't know this until I lived in Kansas City. Apparently, KC people think that St. Louisans are kind of snobbish towards Kansas City. And then well, uh, maybe exacting so the issue, sense. St. Louisans don't think of KC that much, uh, which I guess is part of the reason they think that. <laughs> and we're better, so. <laughs> Look, I have um, to explain. Like the, the St. Louisans guys, they kind of have a rivalry with the Swope Park Rangers supporter group already. So it could be kind of natural. What are your guys' opinion on the Kansas City Wizards? I got to I got to be honest, I heard Wiz and I was right out. <laughs> I was willing to entertain sporting, but they've got the Manchester City color scheme mm. and they used to be the Wiz and they're pretending to be in my state. And that's three strikes. <laughs> Get out of my state. You're out of there. <laughs> now there's a sport I know nothing about. <laughs> Baseball, as opposed to this sport you know nothing about. You killed it. <laughs> okay, moving on. The Los Angeles Galaxy, also known currently as the LA Zlatans. Uh, that's a player's <laughs> name, Ian. Yeah. That's not their actual <laughs> <I> name. <know. laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. 
Um, probably the most influential team on American soccer as a whole. Been a pretty good team throughout their existence. We got and, David uh, Beckham. Yeah, well, the David Beckham era probably saved you at uh, the MLS at least, so I can understand. Um, yeah, you can separate MLS into like three categories. So there's MLS 1.0, which is kind of like pre-David Beckham. MLS 2.0 was Back it, when which teams is, were called the Burn and the Whiz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is like post-David Beckham, and I would say like to when Toronto gets a team, that's kind of like the second era, and then now you have like the current era, which all the new teams coming in. Um, I would like to have you note that my that the notes autocorrected post-Beckham into posh-Beckham. So oh. put that <laughs> in your column and note it. Uh, the Galaxy have won a CONCACAF title, five MLS Cups, four Supporter Shields, two U.S. Open Cups, cups and have appeared in the MLS Final nine times. So, so they've been pretty good. So a CONCACAF title would be all the teams from like North and South or North and Central America? Yeah, North and Central America, like all the leagues. So have MLS teams career. should not traditionally win that? Would that be correct? That would be correct. Usually it's Liga, the uh, Mexico League's teams usually win it um i think there have been three we'll we'll figure it out i'll name them all there i think there have been three or four uh american teams that won it and what's the top international cup in the Concacaf? ian what's that called it's a color it's a precious metal (laughs) i don't know bronze cup (laughs) (laughs) oh you overthought it it's the gold cup (laughs) yeah a little bit you're right you're not wrong about that but you know, it is what it is. It's <laughs> what we got. <laughs> what we got. Okay, so why should you like the Galaxy? They have a rich history. You've had players like Kobe Jones to currently Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, the list is large because they have been around for a long time. They've longly been the standard of MLS play. Um, they currently occupy half of the best RB going in MLS right now with LAFC, which happened last night. That was extremely exciting. Um, how do you guys feel about the Galaxy so far? I feel like, much like Zlatan Ibrahimovic's hairline, my interest is receding. <laughs> Good, because here's why you should Lots like of it. hairline puns on today's episode. <laughs> well, keep slipping them in there. Okay. Um, they're the Yankees of the MLS, and we'll often tell you about it. Uh, the real talking point of the rivalry with LAFC is how they have five MLS Cups and LAFC have none. Um, the other LA teams hasn't LAFC only existed for like seven seconds. <laughs> yes, this is their like third year. Uh, the other you LA guys team suck. LAFC, which for any self-respecting St. Louis and any team that is supported by the Dodgers and the Kings, instantly me and the Rams instantly means I hate them. That would be kind of the main selling point against them. Yeah, I'm all about LAFC. That's my team now. Mm, good thing I rolled out of here. <laughs> Yeah, good thing you hitched your wagon and got out of town. All right. The next MLS original, moving on to the New England Revolution. I'm out. (laughs) Hard pass. My first note is, oh, great, another Boston team. (laughs) Owned by Patriots owner Robert Kraft, who I don't think actually knows he owns the team, but we'll get into that. Um, The Revs are MLS 1.0 personified, as if they haven't progressed past that moniker since 2008. Okay. There's not much to say about the Rebs. They've like, been okay for forever. Um, they don't make playoffs. They're just kind of there. Um, a pesky team from a bygone era of soccer once boasted the likes of St. Louis legend Taylor Twelman, by the way. I did know that. Do they call themselves the Rebs? 
Uh, that's kind of like their nickname, I would uh, say. I kind of shortened it because I didn't want to say Revolution 5,000 times. I get but. that. I get that. <laughs> but I do hate it. <laughs> All right. So let me tell you guys why you should <laughs> like Revolution. Okay. I feel like you need selling. Um, there's really nothing there. It's been a bad team for like a decade. Uh, and Revolution fans are also other New England sports fans. So we're talking uh, Bruins or talking Red Sox. Bruins. Uh, Patriots. Uh, however, if uh, St. Louis FC, if they end up facing the Revolution in MLS final, it would make us the first two cities to face off in five finals of major sports. We're already the first two to face off in four. Let's just build the record. Let's just keep piling on. Okay, how do you guys feel about the New England Revolution? Hard pass. Yeah, not a fan. I'm not going to listen to anybody who eats baked beans as religiously as Boston fans probably do. Boston baked beans, aren't they like terrible too? I don't understand. We'll get into that later down the line, I'm sure, about Boston Dogs. Is there anything redeemable about the city of Boston? Um, How do you like them apples? I wish we could take the American history out of Boston and move it somewhere else so I could then visit it. Take it and move it somewhere else. We watched uh, Goodwill Hunting in one of my counseling classes in <laughs> for my master's program. In the sense they told you not to do any of those things. Yeah, literally, <laughs> the the sweet British professor who like founded this counseling program was like, "This scene is great. Also, never corner a client in a in a room and say it's not your fault and force them to hug you." <laughs> Boston sucks. <laughs> he knew it. We all know it. Everyone knows it. Okay, so you guys are on board with hating the Rebs. Good. Yeah, right. that's, that was not a difficult sell. <laughs> the next MLS original, the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. Mm, uh, I like that Metro. name, which is why I'm angry they took it away from us. Yeah. It's terrible. New York, but New Jersey it's a- Metro Stars uh, then would later rebrand in 2000 to the New York Metro Stars, which would then rebrand into the New York Red Bulls after being brought out by the Red Bull Sports Group in jail with six. Hence why their jerseys look like giant energy drinks, if you guys have seen them before. Have they ever considered naming themselves the New York, New Jersey Metro Red Bull Stars? <laughs> I don't because know. That'd I be great. I wouldn't make me get behind them if that was the case. Um, despite the amount of time they've been in the league and have been pretty good, they've never been MLS champion and never won the, and have won the Sporter Shield only three times in the 24 years they've been in. But they um, did. Did they not have Thierry Henry for a period? Thierry Henry. Um, yeah, they've had some good players. They've had good teams. It's just like they've never consistently been good in the playoffs, but. Anyway, don't don't give them a sympathetic eye. Uh, they always had a pretty exciting team, and unlike the other New York team, they don't play in Yankee Stadium. Those are your your pluses. Um, why you shouldn't like the New York Red Bulls is because Red Bulls were the first brand to buy multiple teams in major leagues of football and use it to disrupt soccer's global hierarchy while not respecting the bot team's history, thus ruining the integrity of the sport. Meaning, Ian, we must seize the means of production to restore order to the beautiful game. Bring it to the people. <laughs> Ian is pumping his fists in the air. He is always very excited about seizing the means of production. All right. So Speaking of seizing the means of production, we've got the Tampa Bay Mutiny on tap I think next. I can get behind this team for Oh, Ian, I'm That's so sorry. That's good because uh, they do not exist. Like MLS team. <laughs> mm. 
Hey, MLS original. Uh, Tampa was a really exciting team from first kickoff behind Carlos Valderrama. Mm. They would win the inaugural regular season. I think However, he was great in that They never created a profit and were never able to secure an ownership group, which you may think is kind of important uh, to run a professional sports team. And there was interest at one point in Malcolm Glazer buying the team, but ultimately he decided to focus his dollars elsewhere. Stephen, where were those dollars that Malcolm Glazer decided to focus? Elsewhere. What's that? Why is that name not ringing a bell for me? Tell me. As they own the greatest football club in the history. Oh of shit! We just talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember the names of owners who don't hide themselves behind nefarious shell corporations like the Fenway Sports Group. So, you know, I couldn't remember it. Um, okay, moving on to Miami Fusion. Oh, you know, that's a cool name. Miami. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going for the Miami Fusion. I think Ooh, they're my hi. guys. So sorry, we have currently reached the second defunct MLS team. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> So if you have a cool name, we can't have. A, we gotta go, Archers boys. That way, we'll <laughs> stick around forever. Uh, uh, 1997 was the first expansion year of MLS, bringing the total of the 12 teams. Although that would not last for long, played their games at Lockhart Stadium, which is where Inter Miami will play their first games next season. MLS was operating at a loss of 250 million dollars during the Fusion's time as a team. It's a lot of money. Uh, despite being successful, winning the Water Shield in 2000, making the final in 2001, and winning the U.S. Open Cup in 2000 and something, my notes cut off, uh, they're operating at a loss of $15 million over five years in spending, and they decided to spend $10 million renovating that Blackheart Stadium that no one was showing up at, and that, my friends, will make you go broke. How uh, did they lose $250 million as an MLS team? So that's as as MLS in general. So well, I think at that point, like every team was essentially the operating. The league was just ball. hemorrhaging money. Yeah, <laughs> the way Uber is today. Okay, I can... why why you need the single entity corporation is so like one group can just take on that debt instead of like all the owners going bankrupt at the gotcha, same time. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, there's also the fact that they were actually located in Fort Lauderdale and made no money from corporate sponsors. This boondoggle closed Florida off from professional soccer until they returned with Orlando City. That's a dynamite use of boondoggle. But <laughs> well Thank you guys. I will accept my Pulitzer in the mail. <laughs> I, I will be sending it. So be prepared. <laughs> Okay, moving on to my most hated team in the history of MLS, the Chicago Fire. Hey, you know what would be a fun name? You know that thing that virtually wiped out our entire city from the map? A lot of people. Let's name our soccer team that. That was the Chicago Fire's initial marketing meeting. I and by the same logic, isn't there a subsection of St. Louis fans that want us to be called the Flood? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what great. What a thought. What a <laughs> thought. <laughs> I do prefer if we're going to go that route, like you said last week, that we go with the Alderman because <laughs> Lewis Reed will get a big kick out of that. <laughs> feel shoved every game. Yeah, it's a stick of delight. Uh, Chicago, um, what does it say about your soccer team whenever you try to Google the fire to get stats on them? The TV show, Chicago Fire, ranks higher in the Google ratings than Chicago Fire actually does. <laughs> Uh, Chicago has played at Soldier Field, at North Central College's football field, and at Seagate Stadium, which is currently in Bridgeview, which is like 45 minutes outside Chicago. Um, but don't be afraid. They will return to Soldier Field in 2020. 
It was pretty much a dead team until they returned to downtown Chicago. Uh, the stadium in, Bridge for- in Bridgeview is pretty much dead. There's like no easy way to get out there. Their team was bad. It's been bad for a while. There's just not much there besides an aging Bastion Schweinsteiger. Um, their MLS 1.0 that has had success, 1998 MLS Cup, 2003 Supporter Shield, and four U.S. Open Cup titles. And that's about it. How do you guys feel about the Chicago Fire? I love them, I think. I think they're probably the best team in the league. Like- Even you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know why you shouldn't like the Fire? Because they're a Chicago sports team. And the same people who are Fire fans are also most likely Cubs fans and Blackhawks fans, which means that I personally think less of them as people. Ian, how do you feel about the Chicago Fire? I uh, don't like them anymore. <laughs> I always like their little fi- their little like fireman's sort of crest logo thing. Yeah, I thought that was neat. That is kind of neat. That's about it. I'll, I'll give them that credit. Just like I can give the Blackhawks credit for having a neat jersey, that's as far as I'll go hmm. with my Chicago love. Those, Steven, have you learned those, a lesson? Those Blackhawks Lollapalooza hats. Those real nice. Hot, <laughs> hot. I would get them every year if they weren't, you know, Blackhawks hats. They weren't tainted. Yes, indeed. Tainted, like, tainted love by whatever band did that. Human League? Soft Cell. Soft Cell. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone knows that. All right. Moving on to Chivas USA. Now this, if this, if we have talked about any team so far that I could get behind, it's Chivas USA. I think I ordered that at a re- Mexican restaurant just the other night. Yeah, probably like a super you might have because uh, is the nickname for the city of Guadalajara, Mexico. Guadalajara. They are essentially that team's like farm team. That because MLS was in such bad times that we just decided to give them a team so they would give us money. Um, however, <laughs> congratulations, guys, because we have reached reached the third ish defunct team in MLS. I say ish because we'll get to that later. Um, but this team was never meant to be good because it was always meant to just like farm players to Guadalajara, essentially. Um, they played their games in the same stadium as the LA Galaxy and like didn't even change any of the logos or anything. Um, it was not meant to be successful, and Chivas would disband in 2014, but are in some circles considered to be the precursor to LAFC as they, sh- they share a subsection of fans. Um, but in official nomenclature, it's it's not. It's a different team. So they're defunct-ish. Defunct-ish. Hmm. Are you guys sad that you missed out on the Chivas USA era? A little bit, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know of their existence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake. How do you guys feel about Real Salt Lake? It's real <laughs> and it's salty. Really? Yeah, I'm interested if they can sell alcohol at their things. Oh, I did not do that research. I'll um, get on it, boys. That's all me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Those me. games are real right, dry. You do that. I'll, I'll read through my notes here. Uh, Salt Lake has been a solid team for the league, playing at stadiums in Rio Tinto Stadium. Uh, they won the 2009 MLS title, runners-up to Sporting Kansas City in 2013. and won the Sporters' Shield in 2010 and 2013. Uh, they won the U.S. Open Cup in 2013 as well. Finished runner-up in the CONCACAF Champions League in 2013. So why you should like RSL, uh, they're a team that is constantly in the playoffs, but they are rarely the best team in the league. So if you want to follow MLS, watch some exciting soccer, um, you can follow Sporting Kansas City if, or Real Salt Lake. If you hate Kansas City, they are sporting Kansas City's biggest rival due to how many times they met in the playoffs. Uh, Real Salt Lake has had U.S. 
men's national team mainstays like Kyle Beckerman and Nick Armando, uh, they are very close. They were very close to moving to St. Louis in 2007. I got to tell you, I, th- I feel like I'm kind of behind Real Salt Lake. You can buy alcohol up until the 75-minute <laughs> mark. Yeah, but it's frowned which upon. Which is the equivalent of the seventh inning. Oh, yes, they oh, will. I do know that they can't have games on Sunday. These? I do know that oh. they won't sell out the stadium. Because apparently uh, people in Utah don't go to games on Sunday. Something about these Foreman practices are nice. The, I like their logo. Ooh, I'm I'm getting down with Real Salt Lake, baby. If, if, Not bad. It depends on how you feel about Sporting Kansas City because they are Casey's biggest yeah. rival. Um, also, their owner used St. Louis as a ploy to receive funding for a soccer specific stadium. Aww. They well, kind of dangled who, us on the hook in that. Who has? Yes. <laughs> I'll be yeah. someone's doormat. <laughs> <laughs> Use me, step on me. If I bring someone, I'm gonna to, fly a flag that says "Do Tread." If I bring someone to one of these games, and it's our first date, are we supposed to be married at some point? Of course, I yeah, think so. I culture. think it's frowned upon if it's, you don't. Um, it's like, but you can have multiple dates at that game. Is also the plus that people don't like to talk about. Oh yeah, I can bring multiple women to that game, and it's allowed. <laughs> Just as long as none of them drink alcohol. Yeah, they can't drink alcohol or caffeine. All right, so reasons why you should have now like officially alienated all of our Mormon fans <laughs> because they're most likely Mormon. They're going to use St. Louis as a ploy to receive funding for soccer specific stadium. They play a dirty brand of soccer. It's really quick. It's really hard. Um, and Kyle Beckerman is slightly overrated. <laughs> Vicious selling point. <laughs> I don't know. That Kyle Beckerman is just all right. <laughs> he has cool hair. I will give him. I think the hair is like nineteen percent of why he's so popular. <laughs> Probably okay. more than that. Move it on to your next MLS expansion team, the Houston Dynamo. Uh, continuing from our early San, an earlier San Jose talk, Houston moved from San Jose and immediately won two MLS titles. Not unlike uh, Colorado's move from Quebec City and the NHL. They didn't really have much success between, and a 2018 U.S. Open Cup win uh, is kind of like what they have in the meantime. Um, kind of wasting any goodwill they had after the move for Houston because they spend $0 on marketing. And like most MLS 1.0 owners, they aren't investing much into the team operations as they should be. Um, why you should like Houston? They have orange jerseys. If you like orange jerseys, they're, they're I do good. really like their jerseys. Um, James Harden recently bought into the ownership group. He has a fun beard. That uh, is a hard <laughs> pass. Well, actually, it's not a pass at all because it's James Harden. So, oh, <laughs> it might be a travel then. Yeah, probably they, is. <laughs> um, they have put out statements signaling a change in direction soon. And their stadium is pretty. By the way, I happen to know, and I'm not going to explain why, that it's James Harden's birthday today, which is, I believe, the second straight week we've mentioned a random celebrity birthday on one of our podcasts. Happy birthday, James Harden. You know, he's 30, so he's basically dead. Well, man, I got one year left. (laughs) Clock's ticking, Ian. Clock's ticking. All right. Why you shouldn't like Houston uh, if you don't like James Harden, apparently. Essentially, they stole their team from San Jose and immediately won their only two titles. The Stars on their journey and the jerseys are built on a throne of lies. So they're a real Colorado Avalanche situation. A real Colorado Avalanche situation. How, what's built on a throne of lies? Their, their jersey? Star, they put on their jersey for, to signal their championship wins. Ah. 
and things like that. I don't like it. I don't like things in Texas. I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. Ian is not sold on the state of Texas. And it's too big. <laughs> Why do you need something that big? Too big. It's too hot. Break it up. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Toronto FC. Uh, MLS expands, expands in the Canada <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and into the exotic city known to locals as Toronto. Uh, Toronto Football Club is owned by the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment Group. You guys might Of course it is, because that socialist monstrosity owns the whole town. Seize the means of production. As a cautious story to future expansion franchise like ourselves, it took them eight years to qualify for the playoffs, so it was not always bright and shiny, but they brought in U.S. Captain Michael Bradley and longtime U.S. striker Josie Altidore, and they won a domestic treble in 2017. But a domestic treble for them is the MLS title, the Canadian title, and the CONCACAF title, which also does not count as a U.S. team winning the CONCACAF title because it's weird, and they're Canada. How do you guys feel about the country of Canada? As a whole? (laughs) As a whole, and mainly Toronto, because Toronto is Canada, apparently. I'm just over it. Like, the experiment's over. (laughs) It's done. They're just us, but worse. Just knock down the border. Yeah, bring them in. Just bring them in. in. (laughs) You ain't got to live up there no more. It was a big old whoopsies. We can can take all of Canada, and then we can march due north to Greenland and conquer our true manifest destiny. You know who gets to stay up there? We can leave the Quebecers. They can Oh, yeah, they can be their own country like they really want to be. Actually, we'll make Quebec and Texas into one. One country and have them figure that oh shit out. <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> All right. So why you should like Toronto Football Club? They have a kind of pretty fun supporters culture. Um, their mascot is named Bitchy the Hawk, which that's according to Wikipedia. I think it's real. Um, it's a hawk. It's named Bitchy. God, I hope so. <laughs> it is real. <laughs> Which is a selling point also, for me. Also, it's just a sold. real hawk. It's not like a hawk and a mascot. It is a oh, real Oh, it's a real hawk? hawk. Yes. There's <laughs> <laughs> some jackass decided to name Bitchy. I am in. I am in on Toronto Football Club. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> um, why you shouldn't like them? It's a Toronto sports team. How would we feel about that? That's all I have to say. I'd get behind them if I didn't already dislike the Maple Leafs. And somehow they're completely attached at the hip to me it bleeds into like all Toronto sports for you Mm -hmm. okay so now we have that out of the way moving on to the Seattle Sounders uh the Seattle Sounders entered the league in 2010 but have a rich history dating back to the NASL we talked about the NASL last week uh they had a team in the 1970s since their MLS inception they have won one MLS title one supporter shield and four U.S. Open Cups six trophies in a decade not bad not bad how do you guys feel about the Seattle Sounders? You know, they got Quint Dempsey. Yep. They're green. Mm-hmm. They have Xbox stuff. <laughs> Paul Allen's dead. I can only assume that the ML that the Xbox startup sound plays when they score goals. If it doesn't, that's just a travesty. And that's my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was up visiting family in twenty ten, 
in Seattle. I didn't realize that was their first year there. I feel like from afar, Seattle is a team that I'm like, go Sounders. And I feel like the minute I enter the MLS with my own team, I will hate them. <laughs> Steven, that is a good read. Uh, <laughs> it all depends on how you feel about Clint Dempsey, because as a team playing against Clint Dempsey, you probably hate him. Uh, you can be kind of a jerk. Um, but if you like Clint Dempsey, you'll probably love the Sounders. Uh, they have one of the best match day experiences in the league, and they have a rivalry with Portland that is really cool. Uh, it translates really well on TV because like they both have really big supporters groups, and they're constantly like chanting back and forth at each other. Is the Cascadia Cup where the two teams that I can only assume are Seattle and Portland get together and listen to every time we touch? Because I <laughs> hope it is. Yes, and also like Vancouver's in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, damn it! Stop at Vancouver. They'd sing it, but they'd sing it with weird accents, and it just wouldn't be as good. Every time we tooch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please continue, Justin. I'm going to be over here dying for <laughs> um, Okay, so why you should dislike the Sounders, if you hate Clint Dempsey, then you'll probably dislike Seattle as well. It all depends on what side of the Cascadia Cup you wind up on. Um, I don't know. I've always had kind of a soft spot for Seattle sports in general, but... That's just my personal opinion. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be I've been for the Supersonics left. I've been pro Seattle. Bitch pigeons all day, baby. You're right. <laughs> yeah. We still don't have a name for that damn thing, do we? This no. could be us. This could be the rhythm. We might not know for years. I'll be fielding the, fielding the team. The lunch of the first game, I'll say there was question mark on the jersey. Yeah, big gray jersey. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a gray sweatshirt from Walmart. <laughs> we didn't have your size. Somebody, Here's an a, extra line, Chase. Somebody just got a Sharpie and wrote STL on the is really wearing Masking tape. Good, I think it's going to work. The goalies wear like lawn care gloves. <laughs> I'm for okay. it. So next team, Philadelphia Union. Uh, it seems weird, but Philly didn't have a team until 2010. Uh, they have a built-in rivalry with New York Red Bulls and D.C. United. Unfortunately, the team hasn't been that good to really cultivate those rivalries until like the past three years. Made the playoffs three times in ten years, uh, but actually could win the East this year. Did Freddie Adu once play for the Philadelphia Union? Maurice Adu did, his oh. brother. I assume they're related. I haven't researched that. <laughs> Fair enough. Must and have been Adu. somebody and else. Adu played um, why you should maybe like the union. I don't know. I don't really feel any sort of way about them. Um, their supporters group is called sons of men. That's kind of cool. Um, their team, yeah, identity until they go out and serial kill people. <laughs> maybe actually it might not be cool at all. Um, it's how do you feel about revolutionary America? That's how you'll feel about Philadelphia. I feel like we need to seize the means of production. <laughs> oh, no. They got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How, why would why would I hate the union though? That's because they stole our expansion slide. Oh, um, you remember how like in 2010, 2011, there's all this like hubbub about us maybe getting a team with us getting AC St. Louis and the ownership that bought AC St. Louis was going to bring us a team. Uh-huh. Well, we were front runners for that, and surprise, surprise, we couldn't get our shit together in time. They gave our spot to Philadelphia. That is an age old story. I assume it had something to do with the Alderman, but I can't put a pen to that. Well, probably. Let's assume. It's pretty <laughs> safe. 
The Vancouver Whitecaps. I Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, 2011 saw the sal- solidification, I can't talk, of the Cascadia Cup with additions of Portland and Canada's second team in Vancouver. The Whitecaps can also trace their legacy back to the 1970s in our Canada's first team to qualify for the MLS playoffs. However, Suck outside of that, <laughs> there's not much success so far, and there have been big questions about bullying in their youth ranks. It was actually like a big thing this year, and a bunch of people got fired. Um, so why you should like Vancouver, their young team that achieved the record for most shot attempts allowed in MLS uh, last season. And then also on Thursday night, they allowed like 60-something shot attempts. I saw those 16 <laughs> saves. Yeah, so. well, they saved that many because they shot that How many. How many did he not save? Uh, four. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, not bad, not bad. <laughs> percentage um, of 800, that's pretty big. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Um, why you shouldn't like Vancouver, there's just not a lot there. They're the third wheel in the Cascadia Cup rivalry, and they uh, aren't necessarily relevant, so they're just kind of there. Mm. I agree. <laughs> okay, moving on to the other team in the Cascadias, uh, the Portland Timbers. The same team that was the founding team of the NASL is now in the MLS. Another team like Seattle and like Vancouver that has been, or like Seattle, that has been successful since the go. 2015 MLS title, 2018 runner-ups. First in the West in 2013-2017. How do you guys feel about Portland Timbers? I like Portland yeah. Timbers. I like their jerseys. That was like, like their my dark they green. Might be my, There's some brown in there. Cut a slab of log every time they score a goal. It's fun. It's a good mm, time. I'm down. <laughs> they slap I feel a log. like, though, once again, soon as we join, going to hate them. Yeah. yeah, they're like a really intense team. Um, obviously, it's like their stadium's hard to play in, and they play like a really upbeat game so obviously that's going to lead to like hard fouls and you kind of hate playing against that okay so why you should like them in the time being uh they have arguably the best match day experience in the league timbers army is the largest supporters group um and they are always competitive so if you want to watch exciting soccer and and they never get in political dust-ups at all (laughs) they never get in political dust-ups much like the city of portland it is very much These jokes uh, are sailing right over inside. I've, totally been, in the, I've been in the group chat. I've seen the text. <laughs> um, why you shouldn't like Portland if you're a fascist? Uh, <laughs> well, then I guess I'm out. So, <laughs> bye, guys. Uh, they're always good, but their style of soccer makes them rivals every team they come up against. Surely we'll have to play against them, and we'll probably hate to play against them. Uh. So. Just something to look forward to getting in. So this okay. next team is called the Montreal Impact. How many of those letters do I actually pronounce? Uh, all of them. Uh, oh. Montreal. I don't know how you, however you pronounce Montreal. I, I just assumed it would be something like Montreal Impact. Or yeah, it probably you know? is. You're probably more correct than I. <laughs> <laughs> but I pronounce French words like St. Louis and pronounce French words, and that is Midwestern. Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Canada's third team and natural rival of Toronto. Uh, in 2015, they made the final of the CONCACAF Champions League and won the Canada Cup in 2013-2014. Canada Cup, not as much of a big deal as any other. Um, why you should like Montreal, there's the French connection. We can bond over that. We both have Florida Lee in our Legos. Uh, why you shouldn't like Montreal? St. Louis owns the Florida Lee, and we must beat them to own it. Yep, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> I need another cup. I need the Florida Lee cup. <laughs> Florida Lee cup. 
Fight over France. <laughs> we want France back. Here comes our country back. <laughs> Here comes my team, boys. I'm excited about this. All right. Orlando City. Woo! Uh, Orlando's expansion in 2015 opens Florida back up for the MLS, ushers in MLS 3.0. I kind of like, like I said, I kind of grouped these teams together as like the new era of the MLS. Um, Orlando City has not been very good so far, but they have one of the best color combinations in the league. Uh, and they also had Kaka as their first DP on uh, the Brazilian International. It's pretty fun to watch. How do you feel about Kaka? <laughs> I thought he was on the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well that done. is Capo Kaka, and he likes New York a lot. <laughs> He's a big fan. It was very clear. <laughs> um, why you should like them, purple and gold, and is their color scheme, and their nickname is the Lions. Do I have to sell you any more on that? Of course not. I'm sold right. completely. Why well, shouldn't like them? Um, they aren't very good. Is the mm. only thing you're going to sell into. <laughs> I don't like that much. Don't enjoy that. But they you know. already have a fan message called "Fill the Bowl Again," so they're already hurting for ticket sales. Is that correct? <laughs> Is that possible? Uh, I mean, I guess. Uh, I think Florida's hard to sell sports teams sometimes, as you guys know. Uh, <laughs> stupid city, stupid state. Okay, so, Stephen, you mentioned something about a team having Manchester City colors earlier. Uh, that moves us into our next team, the New York City FC. Uh, they play their games in Yankee Stadium, which is stupid because it's not a regulation field and it looks terrible on TV, uh, but they call themselves New York's real team. They have no titles yet to their name, but they've been good at, like so far. Um, they made it to the conference final last year. They brought in David Villa and Andrea Pirlo to the U.S. Um, they're owned Pirlo, by right? Manchester City's... Mm group Ugh. so depending how you feel right on, out <laughs> on the etihad and until such. jose comes over i'm out <laughs> i'm out on all that uh, wouldn't, why it, be, wouldn't it be hilarious to watch him just demoralize mos just <laughs> manage circles around them <laughs> you know, the thing about mos that you guys will have to uh, realize they do not have good defending and it's uh, kind of embarrassing Ugh. <laughs> well, when he's here. Okay, so they play an exciting uh, football. They play it close. They have a dynamic playmakers, and they win often. They have already established heated games with Atlanta and New York Red Bulls and Yankee Stadium. It's a non-regulation field, which is uh, fun. But I shouldn't like NYCFC. Yankee Stadium is a farcical soccer stadium. <laughs> and their lack of fi- finalized stadium plan, despite being in the league five years, is a bad luck. And being owned by the Man City Football Group probably means it isn't their priority. And they also have some nefarious means tied in there as well. Dynamite use of farcical. You're great <laughs> on farcical, and you're great on the earlier one. Thank you, Boondoggle. And the that. other one. How do you guys feel about NYCFC? Uh, it's hard pass. Just everything's a pass. <laughs> yeah. Although, I kind of like the Yankee Stadium look with the couple of times I've seen it, but also it probably is ridiculous. It probably yeah, like is Jordan, only good. It's a short and narrow field. So just like if you watch a regular game and then you watch a game at NYC, you're like, uh, so you don't know. are the fields all the same size in MLS? For the most part, yeah. Okay. Or at least it's not noticeable if they aren't. Except okay, for, like, good, 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 good. Yeah. Um, one of these okay. weird things where it's like, as long as it's between 110 and There's 124 feet wide. <laughs> as long as it's a field, it's green and has lines, we'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> uh, Minnesota United is one of the newer expansion teams. Uh, who doesn't love a good MUFC? 
Minnesota is new to the MLS as of 2017, but they existed as lower league teams since 2010. They had a deep open cup run in 2015, which helped them earn an expansion franchise. Why you should like them. Their mascot is a loon, which is a bird, and it looks kind of cool. Um, they call themselves the loons, depending on how you feel about Minnesota in general. Um, they sing Wonderwall after every home game, and the stadium looks pretty cool on TV. Jesus. How do you guys feel? I don't that? know if I like Jesus. that Wonderwall thing or not. Do they pour <laughs> fucking cups of water on their field? <laughs> Are they uh, like the wild? So. Okay, well then they've got <laughs> that going. Every <laughs> Uh, why you shouldn't like them? They play boring soccer. It's effective, but as a neutral, watching the D-line pick up every chance and not set up and continue to play on their own. It isn't the most fun I've ever had watching a game. It uh, makes you want to plug your eyes out at times. Seems like this is maybe a really heat-of-the-moment note you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been experienced. That may have been influenced by my experience Thursday night. I cannot say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, depending on how you feel about Minnesota as well. Are they too nice? Yes, the answer is yes. No, they're, no, 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 no. They're too passive aggressive. Nah. Minnesota is the worst kind of nice. Uh, I hate it. Okay, moving on. Atlanta United. Now this, this is a soccer team, says Don Garber. Uh, <laughs> are in their third season. They have an MLS title, a scoring title, an attendance record. There are 76,000 people filling uh, Mercedes-Benz oh, wow. Stadium that will never be broken and will be... Good for a good while. Joe said Martinez is probably the best pure attacker in the league. Uh, he scores basically at will. Um, and it's a fun game to watch. So if you want to become a fan of this league, Atlanta is the team to watch. Uh, and the experience in Atlanta is second to none in terms of energy, atmosphere, and the pure mass of people in the crowd. How do you guys feel about Atlanta before I move on? Mm, none of this being good right out of the gate. <laughs> bullshit. That's very confusing. You gotta suffer. You feel like it might be shoved down your throat a little bit? I feel like it probably will be, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you shouldn't like Atlanta because Don Garber loves Atlanta United. Um, they have it easy. They're a great team from the go. Great for the league and get breaks other teams don't. Looking out on Miggy Almiron and Joseph Martinez from the get-go makes you hate them if they play against your team and hate them because they were given such an easy path to success. Boo. And everyone talks about them all the time as being a successful expansion team. We will be compared to them, just to let you know. So get oh ready for God, that. God, we're the <laughs> bitch pigeons to their golden knights. Uh, I do like their colors, though. I like their colors. The colors are really cool. They're like, it's actually really fun to watch a game like in Atlanta um, on TV. And been to Atlanta, obviously. But um, moving on to the another exciting expansion team that Don Garber loves, LAFC. LA second team, but also their most exciting. I would say they're more fun to watch than LA Galaxy from like a pure neutral standpoint. The league has really lucked out with the addition of Atlanta and LFC in the past three years. LAFC is in their second year under Bob Bradley and behind the greatest season in MLS history from Carlos Vela, who I don't know if you guys remember him from the World Cup, but he was like, the reason that Mexico made it as far as they did. Uh, LAFC is on its way to setting the league's point record this year, and the atmosphere in last night's El Trafico game was incredible. Uh, the rivalry between Vela and Zlatan is pretty fun because uh, Zlatan is ridiculous. Why are uh, these uh, great games happening and you're not plugging us into them, Mr. <laughs> Soccer Man? Hey, I told you guys to watch it. It said, if you want to watch a game, oh, sure. watch El Trafico. He did say that, folks. He, <laughs> he absolutely did. did. That's on me. That's on me. That's, That's on you. Bad. That's on you, Stephen. Um, I'm, I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. That's on me. 
<laughs> uh, why you should like LAFC. It's a fun team to watch and has a chip on his shoulder in their quest to the throne the galaxy from LA's hierarchy of teams and in five tries has yet to win. Do you like Will Ferrell? Uh, a little no. overexposed, but yeah. All right. Well, he's the public face of their ownership group, so you probably won't like LAFC then. Oh, no, uh, no, no. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in all the way. I'm in <laughs> underdogs, teams in the city. I'm always for it. Mm-hmm. I never got why St. Louis hated the Mets. I'm all about the Jets. Because they're pond scum. I'm all about the Angels. They are pond scum. I get the Mets. I get the Mets. I take that back. <laughs> I take that back. But other than that, I'm all for it. I say go, what are the FCs called? Go LAFC. <laughs> um, yeah. And you shouldn't like them because they're in their second year uh, and they have been labeled the most passionate fans in the league. Uh, uh, the whole thing feels a little plastic and fake. We better get the same sort of support from old Don when we come in the league. Come on, Don. Do you like St. Louis and you just want our money? Um, (laughs) I hope not the second one because he's going to be severely disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll end it with FC Cincinnati, my favorite team to talk about because they are so terrible. Uh, It's Cincinnati's first year in the MLS after graduating from the USL. It hasn't been a smooth ride so far as they have a record of five wins, 19 losses, and three draws. Uh, There isn't a lot there to cheer about, but they have had great attendance so far and should be fun going forward. There's a lot of smoke behind the rivalry with Columbus and their fan base. I could see St. Louis totally clashing with, kind of like the Reds. Um, Also, they aren't very good and still talk trash, which makes them, like, hate them. What? (laughs) So kind of a lot like the Reds. They're a lot like the Reds. Yeah, in the same city, very similar circumstances. Uh, why you should maybe root for FCC? They have an orange and blue color scheme, which I always think looks really nice on jerseys. Uh, their walk to the stadium is pretty impressive, uh, if you like that. And maybe you like watching car crashes on the field. Uh, that would be a good experience for you. I like that they're the FCC. Uh, football club of Cincinnati. I do like that. Uh, FCC won't <laughs> let me be. <laughs> I do like that color scheme. That is a nice color scheme. It is nice. The orange and blue, it's the way to go. Um, why you shouldn't like them? They talk a lot of shit for a team averaging 0.67 points a game. They're on pace for one of the worst seasons in MLS history and are bragging about attendance numbers. Come on. Okay. Like have you guys, know. have I swayed you in any direction as, as to a favorite and last team. In the past. I'll tell you who I, who's moved way up in my rankings. Okay. Real Salt Lake, right near the top. LAFC. I'm all about it. Didn't have a strong opinion on Atlanta. Now I hate them. <laughs> and uh, I feel like there was another plummeter too, but I can't recall them right now. <laughs> Columbus. I, I liked Columbus already, so I'm not going to say you convinced me, but I just I just do like them, mm-hmm. and I still feel good about Orlando. We know Ian has left the LA Galaxy train. Ian, how do you feel about the rest of the league? I do like Real Salt Lake. It's probably like the first MLS team I was ever aware of, thanks to Dave Chekets. Uh Let's see. You know, I think I think even though I'll end up hating them down the road or whatever, I think I like uh, the Portland Timbers. Like they slap log. I like that they're aggressive <laughs> as shit. I like their logo and jersey scheme going on there. You know, I, I like I like everything they got going on. I think I also would be maybe like a New York 
City FC fan because mm. yeah, playing the Yankee Stadium. I love the Yankee Stadium. I love Now we know where this is going to go. Okay, okay, okay. It's good. No, I'm glad we had this conversation now so that we could just shut this podcast. Yeah, I've got to get right that up. I'm slapping along. Justin, what would you like to call our solo venture spinoff podcast? <laughs> We'll think of names. We'll think of it. We'll figure it out. We'll take this Ian's conversation not dying, offline. Think of it. Mine's called Justin, Log. if you had to say, other than presumably sporting KC, who your favorite current non-St. Louis team is, who would you say? Yeah, I like, uh, I like LAFC um, just by the style that they play. Um, and obviously being uh, against a team that is favored by the Rams, I'm always for it. Um I like Columbus ever since their Save the Crew thing. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are probably like two of my separate teams. Looking at the rest of the East, uh, any team that plays Chicago is going to be up there for me. And yeah, I'd say LAFC is definitely like my secondary team this year. It's kind of fun they are to watch. I do kind of also like FC Austin's weird tree logo thing. They have roots. Yeah, I figured that was where they were going to go with that. (laughs) But green and black could be pretty cool. The roots are on fire. So, you know. That was was an exhaustive, not exhausting, but exhaustive and wonderful guide to MLS teams. Thank you for that. No problem. In the future, we can discuss Nashville, how much they suck. Um, into Miami, FC Austin, and of course our expansion bid in future episodes. Oh, we'll talk about how much they suck too. <laughs> Do we have anything else to cover tonight, gentlemen? That was it for me. Where else are they expanding to? Like that's say. right there at the bottom. No, yeah. but I mean, like beyond us, <laughs> oh. they're like a Sacramento. <laughs> so Sacramento is who we quote unquote stole the team from. Um, like Charlotte's been up there, possibly. Like Vegas and Phoenix have like strong bids as well. Mm. Music, yes. music yes. cue. Yes, I know with how aggressive they've been trying to get to 30 teams and we're being 28 that they're already constantly looking at two more cities to go to. Where do you think they stop? 48? I think 48. <laughs> we have to expand. <laughs> I think once Chesterfield gets a team. Yeah. I'd say 32. I think because 32 is an even number. That'd be where they go. Yeah. Um, why they might stop after 30? I don't think they go past that unless like... People have said it's a pyramid scheme and that they just replace their lost revenue with expansion fees. So maybe they do just keep expanding forever. Mm. Oh, I, I love like that. that. I'm yeah. down with <laughs> it. <laughs> we just keep expanding. In the talent pool. Thin it and seize the music production. You're the talent pool enough, it becomes parody. It's like a full circle. <laughs> Anyone can win. All 60 teams are in it. <laughs> Anybody who can field seven (laughs) semi-decent soccer players has a chance to win the MLS Cup. Can we have Pro-Rel? No, we cannot! (laughs) (laughs) I've enjoyed this episode. Mm -hmm. We've talked for almost two hours. Not quite. We pushed (laughs) it. People love a long episode. I hope so, because they're going to get one. (laughs) We, uh, We will have episodes... Occasionally, no. Well, we were thinking about every other week, possibly. I think that works every two weeks to yeah. talk about happenings, yeah. talk about events, say things, be ridiculous. But 
this was the you know this it's starting we're starting a journey together St. Louis we're we're all in this together not like in the high school musical sense very much in that way <laughs> <laughs> also in the high school musical sense but um i will i will not play high school musical to yes, close this podcast you no will. no 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 i can't do it uh he's giving he's giving me the look folks <laughs> so you know Take your chances listening after we sign off here. Anything else to say, Justin? No, that's it for me. Anything else from you, Ian? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to find out what's coming up next after we say goodbye. But for now, until we talk again, you can follow us on Twitter at STL underscore podcast. Hopefully soon you will have access to us through iTunes uh, you do have access to us through Google Play and Spotify, Justin. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Are we on That's there correct. officially? You're on there officially. Oh, damn. And SoundCloud through Twitter. So you've already found us somewhere. Just keep listening to us there. Spread the word. Like, <laughs> review, spread the word. We are literally the first soccer podcast in the galaxy. So not in the LA galaxy, just in, in the galaxy at all. So and the only galaxy have their own podcast, but it's kind of like it's their own thing. So we're not. Yeah, and it's younger than us, so it's only existed <laughs> for four days. So suck it. Uh, until we meet again, I guess we can say farewell and goodbye and all those things. Adios. See ya. <laughs> I still hear your voice when you sleep next to me. I still feel your touch in my dream Forgive me my weakness But I don't know why Without you it's hard to survive